Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes. Basically, it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Welcome to TV Ate My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Temp Arts, and I am Peter, also host of Postalgic. And I'm your other host, Tom, co-host of a dumb little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. I feel like uh, in one in every four episodes we do that there's like, wait, uh, Jake and Tom, is that a show that I do? I, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we are here again. Uh, for those that are tuning in, we cover Cobra Kai on uh, the YouTube Premium channel, I guess you can call it. You know, you got to have the subscription. Um, and so this is actually a bonus episode. This is something we have not done yet. Uh, we have been soliciting, you know, news and feedback and stuff for some time. And we haven't gotten very many. And so we've you know, wondered how long until we actually do an episode like this, but something happened recently on Twitter that we thought would warrant an episode. Um, so in this episode, we do have a voicemail from a listener that we will listen to, and basically our reactions to a Q&A that Mr. John Hurwitz did on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Now, should I also tell them that uh, I actually got a DM from him? Yeah, actually, why don't you just throw that in? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, as long as you're talking about, uh, John Hurowitz on Twitter, uh, I was editing my main show the other day and I was just kind of throwing things at him randomly saying, Hey, you know, I want to try to get, I want to help publicize next, uh, season. You know, who do I talk to? Uh, who's the person in the publicity department? And I did not think he was going to react to that at all. I happened to look down on my phone and I saw a response. So I was checking his Twitter feed, I was checking my Twitter feed, and I sent Peter a text saying, I know I saw this, I just don't know where it is. And then you said, well, check your uh, private messages. And I'm thinking, yeah, right now, it's not going to be that. Sure enough, yeah, he sent me a DM saying that he wasn't sure who to contact, but uh, he is aware of our show, and he is encouraging us to keep up, uh, and I quote, the good work, which... Yeah blew my mind yep which is actually something he has uh, said to me as well so you know however uh, many episodes he listened to or even if it was like 30 seconds of an episode we appreciated that you know we got his attention you know yeah. and um you know after having interviewed uh miss aaron bradley danger you know she she has mentioned she's listened to you know some of the other interviews as well so it's it's amazing that we have some of the cast members checking out some of the stuff that we're doing yeah, uh, yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah, so uh, it, it is pretty cool. Uh, I actually showed Tom a screenshot of um, something that I had noticed as well when I interviewed uh, Gianni DiCenzo, who played Dimitri. Uh, when he posted, 
you know, on his Instagram that, you know, he did an interview with us. He actually shared just the cover art of the podcast, TV Ate My Brain, you know, which is the cover art for all of the coverages, including other TV shows as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, I noticed that Mr. John Hurwitz had liked that as well. And that's back in, what, June 1st, I think yeah. that post was. Right so around he, there, yeah. Yeah, so he has seen that image at least since June 1st, and maybe that's when he started kind of checking checking us out. So he's we, we kind of been on his mind a little bit, I like to think. Which, again, mind-blowing. <laughs> mind-blowing. Yeah. So um, I think, uh, you know, just in case for the listeners, uh, we have an upcoming interview that uh, I'm not going to, tease yet well i guess i am teasing but i'm not gonna say who it is it, it will just kind of show up but uh in there we kind of mentioned at the end um that we received some samples from uh, marty's cobra cove so i want to you know give a shout out to carly who runs the twitter account and mr logan clark and mr martin cove uh, for those samples so we do appreciate those absolutely yeah yeah so that was really nice of them uh tom you got anything else before we get into uh, mr uh, herwitz's uh, q a on twitter yeah, uh, I am kind of frustrated at the lack of home video release of this series. Uh, at first, they were saying, nope, we're not going to be putting it out on Blu-ray. We're not going to be putting it out on DVD, which to me just never made any sense because there are times when people who maybe they don't live in an area with great Internet or maybe they just can't swing the extra uh, 10 bucks a month or who knows whatever reason they don't have access to the show. Now they're kind of uh, changing gears. They're saying that it's going to be a possible Blu-ray release. And thank God, because not only do I want to have, you know, the episodes, I want the supplemental stuff. I want behind the scenes footage. I want outtakes. It's like uh, I would love to see maybe some of the bloopers that uh, Vaz Sanchez was talking about when they were uh, trying to figure out which slice of pizza Johnny wants. I mean, I, I want all that stuff, and I'm really hoping that they, you know, will release this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely amazing things that we've been picking up doing these interviews, and we definitely hope to see them. And, you know, if they never come out, I, I hope people find our show and, and hear, you know, about them for themselves, you know, because they're really great uh, pieces of nuggets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so for those that are tuning in and don't know who John Hurwitz is, uh, wh- what are you doing with your life? <laughs> uh, he <laughs> is, you know, one of the producers, creators, writers, directors of Cobra Kai. And if you're not following the man, why the hell not? Because he is, I would say, the most active of the big three you know, yes. on, on Twitter um, uh, and, and Instagram, you know, he's he's uh, on there as well. Maybe not actively uh, like or posting things, but he is on there and I see him liking like the, you know, the interviews that we're doing on those actors and actresses Instagram accounts. So um, so definitely give him a follow um, on on the social medias. Absolutely. Yeah. So these tweets, uh, they're in no particular order. Uh, there was one night he was getting ready to watch some uh, Sons of Anarchy, I think it was. And he was like, hey, you know, I got some time to answer some questions. And most of them were Cobra Kai related. Some were just some weren't. And uh, so, again, these are in no particular order. And we're just going to kind of react to some of the things that uh, he has said. So one of the first ones that I did see, I couldn't find the original tweet that he was responding to. But this tweet, it reads, I was a movie and TV fan who watched my favorite stuff over and over again while putting a lot of thought into why they worked. 
always wanted to tell stories, started writing aggressively in college to avoid being an investment banker. So we can probably, um, you know, get an idea of what the content or context of that original tweet was, basically just asking him about, like, you know, uh, him getting into writing and, you know, probably more just about his writing stuff, you know, in in terms of, like, maybe how he was able to, you know, get the idea to kind of, like, deconstruct Karate Kid and then build that into Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's somebody who just seems like he is a sponge for pop culture. He soaks it up, and he definitely, I don't want to say uh, transforms it, but he definitely lets... He he takes a lot of really cool influences, I should say. Yeah, yeah, he he really does. Um, the next one I have here is from at Karate Man Mace. Uh, he or she asks, "How many seasons do you envision making Cobra Kai?" To which uh, Mr. Hurwitz responds, "We have plans for several, and more ideas pop up every day." So uh, that is definitely encouraging to hear. You know, they got a lot of ideas. And as people continue to watch this and, you know, the more response they get, I, I'd imagine this would go for a few more seasons. Yeah, uh, there are all kinds of possibilities that they could uh, pull off with this story. I I'm very, very interested in seeing this. Yeah. Now, Mandy, who is a Cobra mom, she's also in our group page. She asks him, and will Bert come back for season two? In quotations, or in parentheses, rather, asking for a friend. And I, I think <laughs> I know which friend she's referring to. Uh, Mr. Hoist responds, hoping we'll see Bert from time to time. So I, I'm i not sure. Yeah, I think um, the interview with uh, Sarah and Owen Morgan should be out by now. So Owen plays Bert. And uh, so there you go. Mandy asking the big question for a special someone. Well, uh, I'm going through his Twitter feed right now, and I'm seeing that he uh, quoted and responded to a certain podcaster. Yeah. Maybe we'll save that for, you know, towards the end a little bit. Oh. Yeah. But <laughs> Well, go ahead, go ahead. Which one do you got? Well, no, it was, uh, it was yours. I, oh, I know, but uh, which uh, particular tweet? Oh, uh, Cobra Kai Pod asked, what was the reason behind having uh, Mr. Miyagi's character pass away more recently than Pat Morita? Was it to make the timeline work to have Daniel start teaching Samantha karate? To which he said, we wanted Miyagi to have lived long enough to know Amanda and Samantha for a period of time, which, again, it makes sense. I, I like the the idea that both of those characters have memories of Miyagi. Yeah, I think that was uh, an amazing piece of uh, information that he dropped because I don't know how much of it was on people's mind, but we did bring it up in our review. You know, I, I questioned that. I was like, wait a minute, that's not when Pat Maria passed away. And, you know, we kind of kicked around like, okay, well, you know, Sam was, you know, this age when, when he passes and maybe that's around the time, you know, uh, Daniel started teaching her karate. So I, I love it. I love it that Mr. Miyagi was a part of their lives um, early on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I um that one in particular was uh was special to me that he responded. That that was probably the the question that, you know, if I had like the one question kind of situation, that was definitely the one and I got it answered. So Yeah. Well here's one that uh, I'm relieved to see. Uh Rudy Villarreal, I believe that's how they pronounce his last name. I'm sorry if I butchered that, asks, uh, are y'all releasing any Cobra Kai merchandise? If so, when can we expect to see it? 
Uh, Hurowitz said, there will be lots of official Cobra Kai merch at some point. Hopefully some sooner than later, but plenty by next season. Which, awesome, finally. I mean, I would love to have uh, t-shirts, action figures. I, I want a Hawk action figure, damn it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's the first thing I would like to get. I mean, I have a Cobra Kai t-shirt, but... I definitely want some action figures, you know, maybe do a little space ball reenactment. Well, maybe not the space balls reenactment, <laughs> what he does with like uh, Dark Helmet <laughs> and Princess Vespa. <laughs> but I definitely want to, you know, um, collect some of the Cobra Cobras and, you know, kind of have my own tournament and my own outcomes. You know, so I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And there better be a Nestor figure too, damn it. Yo, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, um, oh, and for those that don't know, Nestor is the, uh, you know, the cashier the, at the yeah, convenience, the convenience store. store clerk. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, Cobra Kai mom, Mandy, she asks him when, or rather, will season one be released on DVD or Blu-ray or at least a BTS and or blooper reel? There has to be a ton of them. Tom, BTS? Behind the scenes. Got it. And he says, hopefully it will be. Don't know what special features would be on it. So there again, just a little, I don't want to call them conversa- um, confirmations, but, you know, he's you know playing it really safe and we totally understand because we never know. But this looks positive. Yeah, basically, I just want to give this man more of my money. You know, uh, it wasn't enough that I got the free trial and I stuck around on YouTube Premium for an extra month. I want to give you more money in exchange for more property. Yes, Mr. Herberts, give us an email that we can send some money right yes. now so we can pre, uh, pre-order whatever is coming out. We are ready. Um, let's see here. The, this one comes from at Peter33099. No, it is not for me, um, but... Peter asks, is filming for season two wrapped? If so, any idea when it will be on YouTube Red? Thanks. And I think this uh, excited a lot of people. He says, we are in the midst of writing the season. Start filming late September. Should be out sometime next spring. Now, that is um, a lot sooner than the first season went. But, you know, bear in mind, they had ideas for a season two already. Just they were waiting to be greenlit. Tom, does that... Does that scare you in any way that is coming out like a couple months earlier than season two or season one did? Uh, when I first heard about it, I was kind of nervous because it sounded like they were rushing it. But the more I'm hearing about it, I guess they had this all written out and planned in advance. So I say go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they I'm sure they had a lot of great ideas. And then once they were greenlit, it came down to fine tuning the script, you know, working in characters. And what we've gathered from a lot of our interviews is that some people will get hired just for very small roles. As shooting goes, their roles may get upgraded. You mm-hmm. know, so that will probably happen organically with season two as well. I don't see a problem with it being released two months early. First and foremost, we want it. So yeah. two months early, hell, give it to us. But secondly, you know, from what, again, a little bit of research that we've done, it's it sounds like it takes about a week for each 30-minute episode. You know, it it's still going to be 10 episodes, plenty of time. You know, March mm-hmm. doesn't make it, you know, that much faster, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I guess I, re- I read somewhere that the production for the first season was 53 days in total. So right. that's not long at all. No. Uh, yeah. I, not even two months. Uh, yeah. 
you know, just give it to me. Give it to me <laughs> sooner rather than later, dang it. Yeah. So the uh, next tweet uh, he answers is from at Vic Digital. He asks, what was the biggest surprise as far as fan reaction? What thing have we taken to heart that you didn't think was that important when filming? And conversely, what thing did you all stress over that no one seemed to notice or care about? Uh, which he says, surprise how many podcasts slash reaction mm. videos have popped up analyzing every nuance of the show. We obsess over every moment while writing, filming, and editing, so it's fun to see others obsess as well. Is he is he talking I, about us? I, 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 I think he might be. <laughs> I mean, we, we might be one of those podcasts, <laughs> I, I, I feel. I feel. So that Certainly was a really one of the better one. ones. Yeah, this was definitely a popular tweet. Uh, uh, a lot of people liked that one, so there we go. Um, and one of the questions that I think is on everybody's mind, uh, Mr. Noah Ruderman, he asks, chance of Elizabeth Shue returning, to which Mr. Hurwitz says, there's always a chance. So, you know, things like that. I just want to insert the little gif of um, Lloyd Christmas, you know, from Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying yes. there's a chance. So yes. there we go. There we go. Never know. They they need to get her on this show. Uh, I, I tweeted out to him. He didn't respond to it or anything like that because he's a busy guy. But I don't think the story is going to be complete without her character because she is such a vital link between Johnny and uh, Daniel you, you you can't really tell the story without her. Yeah, but I'm sure it all comes down to Miss Elizabeth Shue as well and her availability and whether or not she even wants to come in. We we have no idea where exactly, yeah, yeah, where well, she lies I, with this franchise. Well, I know that she just got uh, cast on uh, a show for Amazon called uh, The Boys, so I don't know what her schedule is going to be like. Mm. I know some other boys that are much cooler probably than those boys that she will be hanging out with. <laughs> exactly, you know? yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, the next one we got here is from at Rochard Scott. Uh, he asks, I love the 30 to 45 minute episode structure. You guys use your time well. You still don't plan to do longer episodes outside the finale? Uh, to which Mr. Herwitz says, season two episodes will have similar lengths to those in season one, and w which makes sense, too. You know, um, it's kind of like, you know, that old uh, expression, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. You I know, agree. Like, I, I think their structure was fine. The the only thing I think most people had, and I don't want to even call it criticism, is that we just want more, but don't try to appease the listeners and then like oversaturate a bunch of like fillers. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think yeah. what they're doing is perfect. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. Well, again, like, uh, uh, Vaz just said, uh, when he was uh, talking about his comedy, leave with them wanting more. And that's exactly what they did this year. And I'm assuming that they're going to do it again next year. They're going to leave on a high note. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see here. The next tweet is from at DJ Aria asks, are you and the staff of Cobra Kai targeting a spring 2019 launch for season two or does or does that depend on YouTube? And he says that's what we're targeting. So, again, doesn't quite sound like a confirmation, but, you know, again, kind of playing it uh, maybe close to the chest or playing it a little safe. But that's the idea around March or late March, early April, I suppose. And again, I uh, can't get here soon enough. Absolutely. Um, at Matt1319018 <laughs> asks, are there any plans for Yuji Okamoto 
who played Shozen in Karate Kid 2. Uh, there could be some great ways to bring him back, and Tamlin Tamita, who played Kumiko. Obviously, him moving to the USA and opening a dojo and reu- reuniting with Daniel and meeting Johnny. Uh, to which Mr. Herwitz says, any character from the Karate Kid universe has the potential to return on Cobra Kai. Um, that, uh, at this point, has the most likes. So I think, I think that's great. I mean, you can't rule out anybody. Well, th- there's one you can rule out. Oh, well, there's anybody that's Unfortunately, passed, there are a couple, yeah. Yes, yes. But yeah, th- those that are still uh, with us, yeah, has the potential to return. And I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I did ask if I could play Chosen Son if his character <laughs> comes back. <laughs> to which he did reply that I would need to audition with a smiley face. So I thought that was kind of cool. I think he's kind of like, I see you there. <laughs> now, the other thing uh, that... I'm really hoping that they bring back as far as characters. I want to see some of the uh, the original Cobras. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. Now, I this could be completely nothing, but I think I saw somewhere that at an upcoming con, I, I didn't see where the location was, but um, Mr. Garrison, who plays uh, Tommy, uh, Brain Damaged Tommy there, I think he's got a new <laughs> nickname, uh, will be making an appearance as well with at least uh, Billy Zapka. I don't remember who else was, was going to be there. Per- perhaps maybe uh, Mr. Martin Cove. But, you know, so Tommy is making the rounds. Who knows? I would. I, I want to see what happened to those characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But maybe uh, Johnny can visit them and, and, and see what's going on and maybe they can give him some i don't know advice or whatever to how to handle crease you know so yeah we'll see or you know even how to handle daniel i I mean i'm willing to bet that some of them are lower on the social ladder than johnny others are going to be higher i I just want to see what the past 30 some odd years have been like for those guys yeah, he'll be like, hey, remember that guy, Daniel? Oh, the one you put in a body bag? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Now, there's this tweet that I thought uh, maybe you paid somebody to kind of ask. Uh, it's from at Neo underscore Bryce. Uh, he asks, is Jaden and Jackie part of the universe you made? You know, that's a reference to the Credit Kid uh, remake, you know, that you uh, want to batch, uh, watch there's a, so, what, so badly. Re- what? I've <laughs> never heard of this. This this doesn't exist. <laughs> um, now, Mr. Hurwitz does say in his mind that they uh, are not in this universe. So there you go. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense because it was like the same story. You know, it's just a remake. So so there we go. They're not a part of this universe. I remember uh, <laughs> I was working at a uh, an electronics department when that movie uh, came out on DVD, and somebody, uh, I swear to God, this is a true story, somebody asked me, hey, uh, do you have that Karate Kid movie? And I walked them over, handed them, like, a four-pack of the original. And they're like, no, no, the one with uh, Jaden Smith. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I thought you wanted the good one. Oh, that's I sw- funny. I swear to God that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Well, what was their reaction like to that? Oh, they were pissed. <laughs> I, no, I can't I- believe I can't believe they didn't report me for that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> l- let's just hope that they already owned it, you know, and they just want to check out the new one. Yeah. Um, now this one comes from uh, one of our listeners, actually. So this is pretty cool. Uh, at AC Patterson nine seven five, he asks: In a fight between Miguel and the young version of Daniel from the first three movies, who do you think would win? To which Mr. Hurwitz says, great question. Miguel might actually be the more skilled fighter, but LaRusso always tends to find a way to win. I I don't know. Well, I, I'd imagine that a lot of it would depend on context. 
Uh, is Miguel furious? Is he in that no mercy mode? Uh, man. I guess from what we have seen, I kind of agree that Miguel might have the edge. I mean, he used the crane kick very effectively. He did, yeah. You know, and so he doesn't do kata, but what else have we seen from Daniel other than kata and the crane kick? Exactly. And at what point is Daniel in his training? Is this where he won his first All-Valley Championship? Is it, you know, right after he gets back from Okinawa? Is this right after his dealings with Terry Silver? Because he progresses as a fighter through those movies. That's a very good point. I mean, the question was young version of Daniel from the first three movies. So I think it's safe to assume that this is after the third movie. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he, Daniel does take it down a notch after dealing with Terry Silver and mm-hmm. all, all of that uh, aggressiveness and anger. Um, very hard to say. But again, Miguel, he did take out a former champion you know, uh, in uh, Xander's exactly, character. Exactly, yeah. So that, that'd be a really good match uh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. He does follow up with a uh, tweet, uh, this, the same Twitter account. Would you ever consider using Jaden on the show, not as Dre Parker, which is his character, but as an original character? Uh, Mr. Herbert says, would consider anything as long as it makes sense creatively. Meh. <sighs> Well, Man. I mean, I know Will Smith is a producer, but yeah, I, I, you know what? Let me let me say this. I think I, uh, Mr. Jaden Smith is a little busy, uh, so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, this one comes from at Cobra Kai Network. Uh, the question is: In an interview, Ralph Macchio said when the idea of Daniel LaRusso being a car salesman was told told him that he didn't necessarily see that for the character. Uh, we know he trusted the writers and the rest is history. What were some of Ralph's ideas of where Daniel would be in life? Uh, Mr. Herbert says Ralph didn't pitch any specific thoughts on this, just reacted to our ideas, and we collaborated from there. So it sounds like he was on, on board and very receptive to what they had to say. And mm-hmm. I think he's got to be, if you know, um, this is, you know, also also his, you know, uh, as, as much as it is with Billy Zapka. So um, I think if he disapproved or had any contentions with it i don't think it would have happened so you know i, I think uh, i think he was fine with wh- where his character was going to be exactly yeah. yeah uh i i i i gotta give him all the credit in the world because everything i've read is that he is very possessive of the character of daniel larusso where it's not just a role it's something that he takes very seriously and for him to go and allow that character to be shown from a different perspective and having a basically almost like an antagonistic point of view aimed at him it's kind of uh kind of amazing that he did that when you think about it yeah no really uh there's this other tweet here that's basically very similar to one that we've already read. This one comes from at uh mingo Rubies asks uh any chance more of the original Cobra Kai could be coming back, Bobby or Dutch, and he says anything's possible. So, again, just saying that, um, you know, they're they're not going to rule anything out when it comes I to... I want to see Tommy so badly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very popular <laughs> one, for sure. This one comes from uh, our listener again, um, at AC Patterson 975 So he's got three questions in here that were answered. Uh, he asks, uh, Mr. Howards, if you do another American Pie film, would you consider casting Gianni DiCenzo? in parentheses, Dimitri, as Finch's cousin or nephew or something like that. 
I think it would be a great role for him. Uh, and Mr. Hurwitz responds, We have talked about the fact Dimitri is Finch-like in some ways. Love those kinds of characters, and Gianni DiCenzo and Eddie K. Thomas are perfect in those roles. Which, I can see that. I can see a little relation there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see here. This one comes from at Aaron eight four one six nine zero six six. In episode nine, it's overcast when Johnny and Daniel were at the dealership choosing Johnny's car. But when they go for a test drive in the next scene, there isn't a cloud in the sky. Was that an oversight? And Mr. Hurwitz says the dealership scene was shot in Atlanta. The driving scene was shot a couple of weeks later in LA. Luck of the draw. Hmm. I I don't know why, but the question just made me laugh so much because that's a fan. I mean, right. uh, somebody who is paying that much attention to the background details and just going over everything with a fine tooth comb and almost out analyzing us. It, it just made me smile. Yeah. That is cool that again, there's, there's people like us out there, you know, and this yeah. one's a little bit more and you know, that that's fine that that was his like one and only question, but I, Interesting tidbit there, but I, I feel oh, there might have been some other things that they probably could have caught that could have been asked. Mm-hmm. Now, this one um, comes from at Jeremy Lee Osti one and he asks, what can we expect from season two of Cobra Kai? Mr. Herbert says, more of what you love. Some new characters, lots of ass kicking. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I'm... Again, I've said this uh, before. I'll keep saying it. I can't wait to see what they have in store for season two. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't expect anything less. We 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 like that there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, here's one that I I find really interesting. Uh, this comes from Sister News uh, at Frosty, uh, Frosty C two. I love Cobra Kai. Love it, but I don't get the humor. My kids love Karate Kid, but there's no chance I'm showing them Cobra Kai. Even though they would love the story and some of the content, some of the content isn't Karate Kid, it's American Pie. To which uh, Hurowitz says, I understand and respect this point of view. Hopefully your kids will enjoy when they're older. Creatively, we felt the show was best served by having a little more edge for a variety of reasons. And I think that might be the first time I've ever heard anybody really have criticism of the humor. To me, it it wouldn't be the same show without that humor in there to kind of bring levity and not take itself so seriously. Uh, it would not be anywhere near as good, I think, if we didn't have some laughs in there. Oh, for sure. You know, um, it's funny that you you say that this is the, like pretty much the first time I I did see someone on Twitter, and matter of fact, I think I shared the screenshot in our group page where somebody said that they did not like Cobra Kai because of what they did with the Daniel character. So there's definitely some criticisms out there, and I'm glad that he addressed it. And look, you know what? Uh, YouTube is, as we can tell, is going to be around for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Cobra Kai is going to be available. So when your kids get older, let them make that decision whether or not they want to watch it. Um, There's something that... And again, that's another argument where I want there to be a physical release of this right exactly you know and it was kind of like um in my conversation uh with owen who plays bert you know he's a he's a huge marvel fan and i mean who isn't 
But uh, I asked him, you know, if he had seen Daredevil, you know, on Netflix. And he said, unfortunately, not yet. And I had forgotten, like, how violent and, you know, the content isn't quite for somebody 14 years old. And so, you know, he he wishes to check that out when he gets a little bit older. So there you go. That's an example right there. Yeah. But if it, actually, if it makes you feel any better, I do know one person who did not like this show at all. And I'm married to her. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you... Uh, well, <laughs> no, I was wondering when that might come up. So yeah. I, I did have that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she said that it was too similar to the original. And I, I wouldn't say we argued about it, but we had a, a little debate saying, no, it's similar in that they're flipping it around. And she just did not get into it at all. Yeah, see, so that is a different uh, kind of take on it. She's not talking about the humor. She's not talking about the characters or anything like that. She just thinks that this story has kind of been told. You exactly. Know? Yeah, and, so. It, it, yeah, it has, but you're putting everything through a completely different prism, and it's giving you different results. So that's why I love it, but I can also understand and respect her point of view on that. Yeah, I mean, did you guys not watch uh, Credit Kid Part Two? That's it was the, it was Credit Kid One. Just you know, Mr. Miyagi was the it was his vehicle. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, uh, and I think we got a couple more here uh, before we wrap up. Uh, I'm saving a couple, you know, for the end because it is from us, Tom. One of them you've already read, and let's see here. The last two I have, you know, was from our Twitter account, and he had tweeted out a, a picture of a box of videotapes. Did you see that by chance, Tom? I did. I yeah. did. I love... Uh, I don't know why. I love the fact that he still has a lot of his videotapes. I still have a whole crate full of videotapes myself. I don't even have a VCR, but I still have the damn tapes. You should totally take a picture of that and tweet at him, too, see what he thinks. But uh, he had a lot of great movies, uh, movies in there to include... One of my personal favorites, Back to the Future. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge Back to the Future uh, fan. On my other podcast, Postalgic, I had the opportunity to uh, interview uh, Jeffrey Wiseman, who played the second George McFly in um, part two and three. Uh, my intro to that show is voiced by AJ Lacasio, who voices Marty McFly in the Telltale video games. So basically, my show opens up every episode with Marty McFly introducing my podcast. So I'm a huge, huge fan. And in his box, again, he had the movie. So I asked him a couple Back to the Future questions, or at least I referenced Back to the Future twice. Uh, the first of which I ask, which uh, Back to the Future is your personal favorite? And he says two might have a slight edge over one, but incredibly slight because both are perfection. So little sad, no love part th for part three, but that doesn't say thinking, he dislikes. I think I'm the only one that prefers part three over part two. Really? I really? I, yeah, I think I don't, I've never heard anybody agree with me on that one. Yeah, a lot of people do love part two just because of like the whole. I, I think it has to do with a lot of like the the things that, and I don't even want to call it predictions. They're all jokes, but they kind of all became most of them became true, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so people will say predicted. Uh, I, I don't think they had any intent thinking like, oh, this is gonna be available then. I think they were trying to be a little outlandish and you know just be as futuristic as one can think. But 
you know, anyone that asks me, I go, what are you talking about part two and part three? It's a six hour saga, you know? So, <laughs> you know, so you're talking about the third act, but I do love three, you know, it's kind of like my Karate Kid part two, where Back to the Future three is Doc's story, you know, that's his vehicle. And so that's, that's why I love part three as well. Um, but that's kind of cool. And so because he uh, mentioned that part two has a slight edge, my follow-up question was that, um, uh, I got a little Back to the Future 2 feeling when Johnny goes back to the parking lot outside the All Valley and we get a replay of the beginning of Karate Kid 2. So the context of this tweet is in Back to the Future 2, Marty, he goes back to 1955 for the second time and kind of sees himself from the very first movie. We get different angles of it and different shots with the second Marty in the foreground and things like that. And so in the very first episode where Johnny drives to the parking lot, we see the very beginning of part two, which is uh, pretty amazing. So Mr. Hurwitz says, no compliment is higher. That was one of my favorite days I've ever had on any production. So not only did he think that was a very good tweet, um, I guess that episode in that very moment is was very special to him, too. And so uh, I, I thought that was probably one of the coolest interactions I had with him. Now I, I'm I'm looking over this photo that he posted, uh, the box of old videotapes. Uh, two details that really stand out for me. One uh, is the fact that obviously these were old rental copies that he bought used, which again I can relate to. I bought so many movies that way. Um, and the other thing is that we kind of buried the lead as far as what was in that box. You know what? Um, the only thing that stuck out to me was Back to the Future and the Cobra Kai videotape on top. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What is I that? Lo- <laughs> I love that. Uh, is that a screener, only- maybe? N- I- I'm-, I'm sure it's just a mock-up. Uh, okay. Though there have been a lot of uh, uh, rumblings that they're going to be doing a home video release of it. And if that's the packaging, I would be over the moon because this is such a a very accurate reproduction of the 80s you have the worn edges uh from where it was stocked on the shelf and handled you have the old rca columbia pictures logo the vhs hi-fi logo if that's the packaging i am in love with it i want this in my hands right now well he has uh, spoken to both of us on our DMs. <laughs> uh, I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask him if I can use that picture, you know, to post um, this episode. You know, I'm going to tell him that we did a, a reaction to his uh, Q and A and ask for permission to use that. So let's, mm-hmm. you know, we'll kind of go from there and and we'll see if uh, we get the green light for that. Yeah, because I mean, did you see the the Blu-ray packaging for um, Stranger Things? Uh, I've, I've seen it. I don't remember the exact details right now. There was, I want to say it was a, a Target exclusive where it had packaging that looked like an old VHS case. So I'm thinking they might be releasing it that way. That would be awesome. That would be cool. And it's very fitting. You know, I think that'd be very appropriate to, you know, stylize it that way. I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I saw that and it's funny because... I think the majority of us looked at it and was like, oh, that's cool. But 
I I feel not not a like a small uh, population, but I think some people are like, "What the hell is that? I want that." But I I feel because like for me, I was just like, "Oh, that's pretty awesome. I wish I had that." But <laughs> I wonder how many other people were like going out of their minds, like, "What the hell is that?" You know, and reacting that way. I want it right now. <laughs> yeah, I, again, you know, we have his DMs. <laughs> so. Well, that's all I got. And again, you know, we, uh, we, we don't really have any news to report at this point. I mean, season two has started. Some, uh, a lot of the cast members, you know, they're just kind of waiting, you know, just as, as the fans are. And, you know, they're, they are writing and we don't want to rush them. You know, we want to make sure that this is, you know, going to be perfect and not rushed. And we don't want to, you know, people just be patient, you know, stop asking them when it'll be out. It'll, it'll come out when it come out. Exactly. You know, you, you don't, want to pester somebody <laughs> right ex- exactly they they know that there's a lot of love and support for the show just be patient a little bit we're already gonna possibly get this a month or two earlier than the first season i mean I, well i know the first season took 34 years but you guys get what i'm saying exactly so before we wrap up we uh the, the only feedback that we have gotten thus far well, i mean aside from like the comments on social medias and tweets and stuff like that but an actual listener feedback that reached out to us uh is from a, lo- a listener of ours robert who has been listening from the very beginning actually one of our very first uh group members as well uh so thank you robert for this piece of feedback it's actually a voicemail so this is what robert had to say to us how's it going peter and tom this is robert from houston just want to thank you guys for the awesome job you've done so far with the podcast. Thanks for having the idea to cover Cobra Kai. I discovered you guys originally through your series that you did on the original Karate Kid movies, which I really enjoyed. And I uh, was very excited to see that you were doing a podcast covering each episode of Cobra Kai. The episode breakdowns were great. The interviews are awesome. Uh, like I see a lot of other podcasts are... Um, following your suit and trying to get some of these guests but uh you guys are the originals and again keep it up i mean the interviews have been great as a fan of the show i've already learned um so much more and a lot of extras that i don't think um we would have gotten to know period without the interviews on your podcast so again uh, thanks a lot for all your hard work and i look forward to seeing what's next thank you that just gave me goosebumps robert that was very humbling uh wow that was really really cool i appreciate hearing that it's so rewarding to hear stuff like that we really appreciate it um and you know not to saying that other people don't get it but the stuff that robert just says you know it really makes it rewarding for us because uh producing these episodes getting the interviews the staying up late and editing when i have a full-time job and a family at home it's it's difficult. And so when people respond like this to the content that we produce and put out there, it, it makes me feel so good. Yeah, absolutely it does. Uh, so we really appreciate it. And things like that is going to keep us keep us going. You know, if people weren't joining the group, if people weren't interacting with us on Instagram or social media, I probably wouldn't have, you know, actively gotten interviews. You know, I probably would have gotten a few early on and stopped. You know, um, for example, the was it the fifth interview with Nicole Brown who played Aisha? There was actually a bit of a lull right right after that, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think you know our coverage was starting to pick up and people were starting to find us more. And I just started asking uh, more people to to come on the show, and they're saying yes. And 
we wouldn't have gotten Martin Cove if I had just stopped and taken this hiatus, you know, like other shows have. It's been a wild ride. I, I can't wait to see where else it's going to take us. Yeah. So there you go. You guys responded to our coverage. You're helping, uh, you know, put our show out there, sharing it with your friends and family. You know, uh, out of it, we got, you know, your guys' support. We've got uh, cast members to come on and share amazing stories and, you know, the, their thoughts on, on the show and behind the scenes uh, content. We got two Cobra Moms in the group page. We got free samples from Marty's Cobra Cove. Is this is just it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been amazing. I and I am. Uh, I've said it to you before. I'll say it again. Thank you for uh, bringing me along on this, Pete. Oh yeah, was, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Again, you covered Karate Kid with me. I wouldn't have, uh, you know, had anybody else uh, join me for this uh, particular coverage. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Hurwitz, if you happen to be listening, you know, if you want to throw in some side characters named Pete and Tom, totally fine by us. You know? I would not complain at all. <laughs> you know, they they could be two fat uh, referees, or I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there. But I, have Tom get kicked in the head if you, you know, want. By, that by would Pete. actually be kind of awesome. Maybe Johnny finds two more homeless people, you know, that can spin signs <laughs> because Lynn has been upgraded to like an assistant or something like that. Yeah, you know, uh, that that'd be kind of cool, and I, I think it'd be like a special nod to us. We'd be like, okay, Pete and Tom's a little uh, a little specific there. <laughs> So that's all I got for now. Um, a couple of social media platforms you guys can follow us. Uh, we hope to get more people to do this uh, Instagram takeover event. Uh, again, you know, Gianni DiCenzo um, did or will be doing one depending when this episode comes out. Uh, but you can follow us on Instagram at Cobra Kai Podcast. On Twitter, it's a little confusing, but we're at Cobra Kai Pod. You know, if you type in podcast, there's actually another account another podcast that's covering the show as well. So uh, just read the uh, the bio. You know, you'll know which one is us. And our Facebook group page, which a lot of people are starting to slowly join. So we hope you guys join in and interact with us uh, as well. Uh, we have one of the Cobra Kai fan accounts, um, you know, one of the, uh, the persons that operate that account. Um, she's in there. Uh, she's on at Cobra Kai Till I Die on Instagram. And she's been sharing a bunch of her... Uh, uh, animated gifts and things of that nature. So it's really cool that she's in there and also sharing that stuff with us. You know, so if you don't follow her already on Instagram, she's also in the group page sharing that stuff as well. So that can be found at www. period Cobra Kai period TV AMB group. Spell out the words period. And also, I think that's it, right? So we got the group page, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep. Uh, yep. What about uh, how people can reach you personally? Personally, if you like retro movies, uh, I do a lot of them on my other podcast, Podstalgic. Tom, you've joined me for all four Karate Kid movies. We did the retrospective on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. We also did um, Better Off Dead, the John Cusack movie. And I got to interview Diane Franklin, who played Monique in that movie. So a lot of great uh, retro 80s movies in, the, in there, if you guys want to check that out. I do, I've do. i done 90s and new releases as well. So it's, you know, it, it is a movie podcast, but the focus is on nostalgia. And that's why we do Cobra Kai. Uh, what about you, Tom? Uh, you can reach me on Facebook on my uh, group page, Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. On Twitter, you can reach out to me at The Drunken Dork, and you can hear me every Sunday on a little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. 
All right. And again, just to kind of like pepper this in a little bit, uh, if you are on the fence about joining our group, we got Susan Gallagher, who played Homeless Lynn. She's in there. We got two Cobra moms in there, uh, a fan account, you know, that runs Cobra Kai. So a lot of people love this show and join, you know, why not join other listeners and fans of the show um, in there and interact? So there we go. Thank you to Robert and everyone else that has supported the, the show. But yeah, again, thank you for anybody who's uh, taken the time to reach out to us, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, anything like that. It's very encouraging. So again, and very humbling. So thank you very much. Absolutely. You know, and the, the cast members, they see it too. You know, when you guys are uh, responding to their interviews, I, I know they appreciate it. You know, um, I myself, you know, I, I, I still kind of tweet back and forth with uh, Ms. Danger, who played Counselor Blatt, you know, and some of the other cast members, uh, obviously Gianni, since he did the takeover. So some of these people, I'm still carrying on conversations with them, like on social media. So they are uh, very interactive with, with the, you know, the listeners and the fans, you know. Yeah, so yeah. you guys are supporting their work and they appreciate it. So give them all a holler, you know. I, I know they appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for checking out this episode. Uh, special thanks to Mr. John Hurwitz for taking the time to do a Q&A with uh, his followers on Twitter. So until the next time, I'm Tom. I'm Peter. And remember, Cobra Kai will never die. Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you got to hang tough to make it. History repeats itself. Try and you Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.